After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, everybody, welcome back to, or welcome to the NBI cast, I guess, or whatever we're calling this, NBI hockey, whatever, I don't know. I haven't come up with an actual good name yet. Um, but today we are going to be starting my season preview uh, series, and I'll post the standings, my, just my standings predictions on uh, Instagram, and then this video will come out at the same time, uh, breaking down more in depth on what I think. So it's kind of like they're combined. Uh, so we're going to start with the Pacific division because I think this division is, uh, super underrated. It's not very good. Um, but I do think, uh, there's a lot of intrigue here. I think there's like six teams who can make the playoffs in this division, maybe seven, um, depending on, uh, that second last team, but we're going to dive into this and talk about, uh, each of these teams. So I'll be back in just one second. And we'll get going with that. Um, so let's begin here with uh, my eight seed in the Pacific Division. That's the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, my my biggest issue with the Ducks here is, I mean, obviously this team's rebuilding. They're super young. Um, I don't have an issue with them playing the kids uh, like they seem to plan to want to do. But uh, that top line, especially of uh, Lundstrom, Getzloff, and Raquel is just, that's not a top line. That's not a second line on a lot of teams. Um, I do think that the Comtois, Zegras, and Terry line, these lines, by the way, are from uh, uh, the J Fresh cards via uh, daily faceoff. So if there's injuries or anything, somebody's not in the lineup, that's why uh, these are the current as of today. Like I know Yanni Gord isn't in the Seattle lineup because he's hurt, uh, but we'll touch on that. I think pretty much everybody else is fine, but if there's somebody missing that I can tell, then I'll point it out. But regardless, it doesn't really matter. Um, I expect a big season from Zegras. Um, I think he'll probably be the best rookie um, in this season. Although I think it's more likely that uh, Caulfield wins the Calder just because he plays in Montreal. Uh, but I do think I have really high hopes for Trevor Zegras. Uh, obviously uh, if an Eichel trade happens, then this team's uh, look just shifts completely, but that hasn't happened yet. So I, I, I just think this team needs another like year or two. Uh, they're super young. The blue line is fine. It's not good. It's just, you know, it's, it's okay. Um, obviously they have John Gibson and net, which I mean, you're always going to get solid goaltending out of that. Although the last couple of years, he's petered off at the end of the season. Uh, a lot of people think that's just because he plays in Anaheim and just kind of like loses it by the end of the season. Uh, I expect similar results this year. I think most people have the ducks in eighth in this division, uh, it, it's just not very good. There's not a lot of firepower on this team. I think there's a lot of potential on this team. Um, I really like the young core that they're building, but they're just not there yet. Uh, so Anaheim 8. Um, number 7 for me is the San Jose Sharks. This was tough for me because I actually, I actually like the Sharks team. Obviously, Vander Kane's a big question mark. Um, depending on what happens with him, it sounds like he might not even be on this team, regardless what happens with the NHL investigation. Uh, but I think this team won't be as bad as they were last year. Um, I do like Aiden Hill uh, as their starter. I think that's the best goalie they've had in a while. 
Uh, I think there's still potential in this top six. I like, I really like Thomas Hurdle and Timo Meyer. Uh, I don't mind Logan Couture's okay. Uh, Kevin LeBanc's solid. Even Evander Kane, if he does play, is, is had a really good year last year. But it's just there's not there's not much else besides that. I mean, this blue line obviously is super old with Burns, Carlson, and Vlasic. Uh, although I do again expect to bounce back from uh, Eric Carlson, who had an awful season last season. There's just too many question marks on this team. If by the end of the year we look back and we say, "Oh, the Sharks finished uh, fourth in this division," I'd be like, "Yeah, sure, I believe it." Um, but there's just there's too many question marks on this team. There's not really any potential for uh, young players to sneak into this roster. There's nobody that they really have uh, that I'm super high on at the moment, uh, at least to make this team this year. And I think it's gonna be kind of another retooling year for the Sharks, uh, depending on where they want to go and. Obviously, if they have to give up something to move Kane, that'll be an issue in itself. Uh, but yeah, and I mean, if you do move Kane, then who's your who slides into that top six? Are you putting Balsers on your second line? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just kind of a mess. Uh, again, just like Anaheim, too many questions. They have some really nice pieces, but it's just not complete enough for me to put them there. Um, number six, where we start to get a little controversial. Uh, and number six to two for me, honestly, are really interchangeable in this division. Uh, like most divisions in the NHL, uh, there's a lot of variance in where teams go. But at number six in this division, I have the Calgary Flames. And the biggest issue for me in Calgary is the defense. Um, I don't think Chris Tanev has the incredible season that he did last year. Um, and other than that, I mean, Noah Hannafin, uh, Yusuf Valimaki, Rasmus Anderson, it just doesn't like Zadarov. There's nothing there that really screams, oh, this is an NHL defense. It's just Chris Tanev, who had a really good outlier season and a bunch of like second, you know, third pairing guys. Um, up front, this offense is still solid. Uh, I think adding Blake Coleman is really, I think he'll help at least for the first couple of years of that deal. Obviously, later down the line, it's going to be not as good. Um, but he'll kind of be that another kind of Andrew Mangiapane kind of player. Um, and they'll be able to kind of spread that that talent out a little bit. Who knows what's happening with Monaghan and Goudreau? I mean, there's been trade rumors forever. Uh, that, that's kind of the biggest question at this point. I think we've talked about Calgary blowing this thing up for years, and we're still here. The core is still the same. And it seems like this is kind of a recurring theme in Calgary because they did the same thing with the Aginla team where they just kind of blew it up like five years too late. And I feel like we're getting to that point with Calgary where uh, everybody kind of knows this cup window is closed if it ever opened at all with this roster. Um, and they're just kind of holding on to that for some reason. Obviously losing Giordano sucks. Uh, Jacob Markstrom's fine. It, there, there's Again, there's just too many question marks on this team. This bottom six isn't great. Uh, the defense, I don't like at all. And I don't think the top six is good enough, unlike some other teams that we're going to talk about to counteract that. So Calgary's at six for me. Uh, but again, I think it's going to be pretty close between six, six to two. So I'm kind of okay with having them here. Number five for me is Seattle. Um, obviously, uh, like I said, Yanni Gord will be on this top, will be on that uh, first, first line, probably playing center, most likely. Um, I think that the Seattle Kraken have a really interesting team. I think their defense might be the best defensive core besides Vegas in this division. Actually, it probably is. Um, their goaltending tandem might be the second best in this division as well. Uh, it might actually be the best if you count. Um, like, I really like Chris Drieger as a backup. 
Uh, and Phil Grubauer is fine. He's, I think he was overrated based on his numbers in Colorado. However, this is going to be a super low event team too. So his numbers probably won't drop off that much. Uh, but that's where my biggest issue comes in with, with Seattle. Um, you look at a team like, and this team's very much built like the Islanders minus having Matt Barzell, like that stalwart number one franchise forward. Um, but other than that, this team is very New York Islanders, like where they're going to be super low event. They're going to win a lot of two, one games they're going to be boring. Uh, and that's kind of the style they wanted to build. And that's fine. The only issue is they don't have Barry Trotz as their head coach. And I don't trust uh, the coaching staff as much as I do with a team like the Islanders. Um, and there's really not a lot here. I feel like they really whiffed at the draft a bunch. And I feel like that's kind of the idea that a lot of people have. However, that's what we thought about Vegas too. Um, but the thing is, is that Vegas had William Carlson score 40 goals that year. And then they went out and traded for Patrick Stone and Petrangelo. Well, it's not, yeah, we get it. Like the, the difference here is that Vegas got super hot and super lucky. And they realized that and they said, Hey, we have a good core here, but we need to go get some superstars. And they rebuilt their, basically their real first line. They got Stone Patretti and Stastny. And I don't know if Seattle has the assets to do that. Uh, if they go on a run this season, I just don't see it though. Mind you, if you, Tell me at the end of the year, yeah, Jordan Everly scored 40 goals this season. Seattle finished third in the division. I'd be like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, but I think offensively, this team's not going to be able to keep up with uh, even the Calgary's and the uh, Edmonton, Vancouver, and Vegas, obviously. Um, I think they're going to be fun. They're going to be entertaining. They're going to be a physical team. They're going to be defensive. If that's the kind of hockey you like, you're going to like Seattle Kraken. But I just don't see them making the playoffs. I think they miss out. I think four and five are kind of iffy for me. I don't know if I have my four seed in the playoffs yet either. I think I might have five from the central. We'll get into that. I'll make an episode after this series going over my actual playoff teams. Um, and then, of course, if an Eichel trade happens, I'll touch up my, my predictions as well. But, yeah, I don't see Seattle making the playoffs this year. I think they'll be close. I think it'll be a tight race. But I just don't think and there's enough firepower on this team to keep up with uh, some of the bigger teams in the Pacific. And then of course, in the central as well. Uh, number four for me is LA. Uh, LA is a team I was really high on last season. Uh, and they're a team I'm high on again. Uh, I think there's a ton of potential here in LA and I've been saying it forever. Uh, Anze Kopitar always goes later than he should in drafts in fantasy. And especially now adding Philip Deneau, that'll take a lot of the defensive responsibility off of Kopitar and Kopitar will be able to get those more offensive opportunities and really tackle. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Kopitar hits like 80 points this season. I really wouldn't because I think he has the talent to and he's not going to be forced into as many defensive situations because he'll be able to split that time with Philip Deneau, uh, who's honestly a better defensive center at this point in his career. Uh, the big thing that sh that stands out for me with the LA Kings is the amount of uh, really good young players that could break out this season. And that was my thing with them last year. I think guys like Lizotte, Velarde, um, are guys that could really step up and break out. And obviously you have Byfield, who I think probably makes the team this year as well, although he's not in this lineup at the moment. Uh, there, there's so much potential for this team to really kind of figure it out. I like their bottom six, maybe more than some other people do. Um, I like their top six too. I think Dustin Brown is kind of underrated. He had a, he's had a couple of solid seasons. Uh, I like, I love the Victor Arvidsson pickup. I think Arvidsson fits really well with Philip Deneau. I think they, they'll mesh fairly well. Uh, obviously defense, which is a theme in this division, uh, is the biggest question mark, but, uh, for as much as we 
rag on Drew Doughty. I think he's still an okay, like fourth defenseman. He's not going to play in that role, but it's fine. Uh, Matt, Matt Roy is maybe the best defenseman we've talked about here. Alex Edler is still really good. Um, and I really like Cal Peterson and I think Jonathan quick can bounce back, but Cal Peterson, the last two years has been super underrated. He's had two very solid seasons and that's something that this team can kind of make up for with the defensive lapses is that they have guys like Kopitar and Deneau who are fantastic defensive centers and they have solid goaltending, which I think can counteract the blue line. And that's why I have them a little bit higher. I'm banking on some of the young kids stepping up, but overall, uh, LA is my four. Again, it's close between six and two, but I have LA four. Uh, number three in my first lock for the playoffs is the Edmonton Oilers. Now, to pig, the only reason why I couldn't put the Oilers lower is because McDavid and Settle, who are going to absolutely have to carry the rest of this roster. Uh, I think Zach Hyman has a solid season this season. Uh, I think he probably hits his point, uh, his like best season point wise. And he'll, he might be the best winger that McDavid's going to play like full time ish with. Uh, so, you know, that's fine. Uh, obviously, Hopkins, Dry Settle, Yamamoto are great too. Um, the bottom six on this team isn't great. The defense is awful. It's probably the worst defensive core in the league. Mike Smith is fine. Uh, I don't like their goaltending. I don't like their defense. I don't like their bottom six, but you have McDavid and dry settle. So you get the third seed in this division. This division's bad enough that I think those two can elevate them to a playoff spot. Again, if, if the Edmonton was finished sixth in this division, I'd be like, yeah, okay, fine. That makes sense. McDavid had 150 points. It didn't matter. Um, but I just don't see that happening. I think this division's weak enough that Edmonton can kind of push themselves above that cop and uh, get into the playoffs as the wild card or as the, the third seed in the division. Uh, number two for me, and this is, again, a controversial pick, I have the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Vancouver, I think, has maybe the most complete top nine in the division besides Vegas. Um, I really like this team uh, offensively. I think they got a lot better by moving out those contracts. And although we can talk about those trades long-term being awful for the Canucks, they got better this season. That's the big thing. They improved this season. I mean, Elias Pettersson's a top 10 center in the NHL, and they're going to have him healthy, hopefully, for the full season. That's a huge addition, right? You look at this team last year, and it was a mess. It was a mess because they got sidelined with COVID, and they were missing their best player all season. Uh, Quinn Hughes took a huge step back last season. I don't think that happens again. I think he improves. Banking on him being the worst defensive defenseman in the league or the worst defenseman defensively in the league again is a bold prediction uh i don't think it happens uh i think oliver ekman larson steps up a little bit i think his numbers start to improve slightly again long term awful pickup but i do think he'll be better than he was the last couple of years in arizona um thatcher demko i think has proved that he's fairly real at this point and they picked up yourself a lack who has proven that he can be a good backup and can be kind of a fringe starter at points, again, he's older, so we'll see how that translates over. But he is an improvement at this point over Brayden Holpe. Um, so I'll give them props for that. Uh, Ole Ulevi's fine. Tucker Pullman was such a weird contract. I don't know how I like that. I don't like the bottom half of their defense. But top nine-wise, I think it's really good. I expect Pod Colson to have a really solid season. I mean, Hoglander and Pod Colson are both like borderline top six forwards. And Hoglander probably will be, but they just threw Pearson up on that line. Anyway, I'd probably switch those two, but it doesn't matter. Jason Dickinson's a solid uh, third-line center. Um, I like Matthew Highmore. 
Uh, Brand Sutter's fine. Tyler Mott's fine. This is a solid foot. This is a really, really solid forward core. Um, defensively, I think they have three guys who, who can be or two or three guys that I think can be really good. Um, and I like their goaltending. So for me, I think that's enough. I think there's less holes on the Canucks this year than there is on every other team that I've mentioned so far, which is why I have them second. Um, and number one, obviously, is Vegas. Uh, Vegas is my uh, president's trophy pick at this point because I think they're just going to steamroll this division. Uh, they still have issues at center. I don't think Nolan Patrick solved those issues, although I expect Nolan Patrick to kind of break out this season. I think Vegas fits his play style really well, and playing with somebody like Evgeny Dadanov will help him kind of move into that role. Uh, obviously, their defense is great. Uh, I mean, Alec Martinez had a fantastic season last year. Uh, Theodore and Petrangelo are great. Uh, Zach Whitecloud looks like a guy who can develop into something. Uh, obviously, Robin Leonard is uh, a very good, like, top 10 goalie in the NHL. Um, and I really like Laurent Brassois. He was one of my sleeper picks for free agency this year. I think he showed in Winnipeg that he can be uh, almost like a fringe starter. And although people are freaking out because they lost Flurry for nothing, uh, Brassois will be a very good backup for this team. Obviously, offensively, this team's still, you know, what they are. Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, Mark Stone, Smith are fantastic. Stevenson and Carlson is your one-two punch down the middle. Is eh, I'm not super keen on that. But again, I think there's way too much talent in this team for them to not finish first. So it's a pretty easy pick for me there uh, for Vegas being number one. Um, so overall, uh, that's kind of where I sit on the, uh, the standings in the Pacific division. Uh, I think it's gonna be a really fun division, but I think it's, it's Vegas's division to lose. And there's going to be a battle between everybody outside of Anaheim and San Jose for the playoffs. Again, it's super fluid. If Jack Eichel goes to Anaheim, then everything changes again. But, uh, yeah, let me know what you guys have as your order down below. And uh, we'll see you for the central in the next one. So thank you guys for watching. Remember to follow on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, links are down below in the description. And I post lots of stuff there as well. So yeah, thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next time. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight better the reward you put in the hours the energy the tough labor you are a fighter and medela is your reward medela the mark of a fighter drink responsibly beer imported by crown import chicago illinois what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission at U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.